My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions. My brain's splitting off in so many different directions that no one has the answers to. <laughs> my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. Certain things upset me. And my dad was a shrink. things upset me. What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? What's the furthest star and then what's beyond the furthest star? Questions that no one has the answers to. Hello and welcome to Everything to Guppy, the podcast where we talk about every single item, every single enemy, every single everything in The Binding of Isaac. I'm William Hughes, and I'm joined, as always, by a guy who will never be duped, Gary Butterfield. You get it, Gary? Like <laughs> the ecstatics one. character dupe? Oh. This is kind of what I was going for with that one. Pretty good joke. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to respond to me. <laughs> I have not only listened to the first one to get the volume level. I had not, no idea that that was about to happen. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Will. <laughs> thank you, Will. <laughs> this is Days of Future uh, Cast, if you couldn't tell by our, our extended intro that said we were everything to Guppy. Uh, I'm Jeremy, that's Gary, and we're going to talk yeah. about ecstatics. Yeah. Uh, the, the Rubicon. The, the, the river this, uh, this, this series kind of crosses, like it's big, kind of like trouble when it came out. So you've been kind um, of we're st- mentioning how this yeah. is the thing that is uh kind of derails this issue can you explain some of the backstory and what's going on here for those of us that may not know yeah uh this is a uh the beginning of an arc a pretty long arc called back from the dead and uh originally this was pitched and solicited and supported by editorial as uh art called die another day in which princess die uh comes back to life and joins ecstatics and peter milligan did a bunch of interviews and he's like this is going to be perfect uh, you know, Princess Di is exactly the kind of like shallow, you know, celebrity famous for being famous uh, kind of caricature that like I'm making fun of in this. But she's British and I want to talk a little bit about like the British attitude towards that and like kind of satirize my home country, things like that. Uh, and they they did the solicits for it. They did the interview for it. There's art um, you can find out there. And then editorial went, wait a minute. Nah, we, we're just kidding. <laughs> like we can't do that. That's in bad taste. She was really beloved. So after this, this arc was more than halfway written, they had to go back and rewrite it to make it not quite princess die, but it's very clearly princess die. Like it looks like, like a brunette princess die. I, um, there are all these like very obvious, uh, kind of signs of it being her. Uh, but they, they, I, they got cold feet and they, they fucked it up. That is wild. Cause I didn't pick up on the princess die thing at all. Like I, I was reading this character. It was just like, what is like, I kind of assumed that it was like a British royalty kind of like skewer or whatever, but it just, it, it didn't click with princess die. That is fucking wild. <laughs> Isn't it? It's, it's as an idea. Like I would have liked to have read that comic because it's like the, the, this, this arc, like as much as I think this arc is like largely unsuccessful. Uh, there are jokes in it I think are really funny and I, I couldn't help but think like this would be the kind of like super wacky, uh, pretty funny thing that they would do with the, uh, the next major arc. Um, but I think this probably just really, really, you know, there are signs of this being rewritten, you know, the, the pacing is a little bit sloppy. The story is a little bit dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically bisects in half. Like the story is kind of one story and then it meanders to another story. 
um, in a way that you can tell, like there was originally going to be a different ending for this. Um, there's like three plots in this, like it's the initial plot. There's this whole thing with like Mr. Code. And then there's this whole ring parody thing at the end. And it just, it's, you know, somebody being like, Hey, you can't do the ending, write a new ending, but it can't be anything like the original one, you know, on a deadline. Like it shows signs of, of this being uh serial and being published monthly. Um, and again, just like editorial interference because Marvel decided to be cowards. That is just absolute insanity to me. Like that you would go that far and be like, sure, 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 sure. Nope. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. It's really unfair. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, like you should have never let the idea put... get off the ground to begin with. Right. Like you shouldn't. Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. should, you should have squashed this in like the pitch meeting because, and like, there's a part of me that I have no love for the British royalty or anything, but like, and I don't, I'm not well educated enough on princess diana to do to say really had pass any judgment on the woman at all but like she was kind of a beloved character and like it like based on what they're doing here it kind of does feel like character assassination to a degree like to to just completely lampoon her in a comic book like i don't know man like you just don't i like you just wouldn't if you're not going to do it like if you're as a editorial board if you're not going to do it then you squash the idea way before it comes to this part where you actually have to like redo stuff like I just I can't imagine anybody at Marvel being like, yeah, that's cool <laughs> ever. Like I just, yeah. By by any any reckoning, they did Peter Milligan pretty dirty mm-hmm. with this, uh, and Mike Allred. And in terms of like whether it was okay or in too bad taste in the first place, it's always like a line, you know, kind of thing. Like you could do this. Like what if it had been John F. Kennedy? You know, like the, uh, the, the movie, like retconned JFK to have been a mutant that was assassinated, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like that's far enough in the past where it's okay. But princess die, you know, eh, that was only in the nineties. Like we can't do that. I think that, um, my suspicion is the real reason this got shut down is because it deals really directly with kind of conspiracies that the, you know, people in power in, in Britain like had her killed, mm-hmm. which is like a pretty popular conspiracy theory. You know, when you look in the, the details of her death and I think that might be what ultimately shut it down. It wasn't just that it was bad taste. It was that it implicates, you know, people in power and the, the British government. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Like Marvel probably doesn't want to piss off the Royal crown, like for all of its British yeah. power. <laughs> the, like, the, the, the Marvel England wars. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Avengers versus England on newsstands everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Not even like Captain Captain Britain, just England. <laughs> yeah, just everyone. Hey, what? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> uh, have you? Um, it's a bit of Thor, isn't it? Have you watched uh, um, any of the Crown? I don't know if nah. the Netflix show. Uh, so Autumn is real big into like she 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 likes watching that kind of stuff. Um, and so we watched mm-hmm. the first couple of seasons, uh, but the the recent season like did a big time jump. Um, so that uh, now it's like in the eighties, Princess Diana is around, and also uh, Gillian Anderson is playing Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher, yeah, which yeah. is the only way to get me to watch anything with Margaret Thatcher in it. I'm like, I, but also I kind of like, I feel like if she makes me feel any sympathy for that horrible, horrible woman, I'm just gonna get mad mm-hmm. at it. Like I, I'm really like, it's a really I'm weird out. casting call, right? Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's just really weird arc. There's not a lot of like detail and interviews that have come out afterwards Mm -hmm. so no i don't know what the original storyline was going to be i just know it wasn't going to be this interesting and given that like this is kind of the point in which 
I feel like the book kind of like loses its, its focus a little bit like this arc. There are parts of it I really like, but it's pretty messy. And then we do some more of these one-offs and then he's just like, I'm out. Like I'm going to do one last big story and then I'm out. And it's okay. Like the book ends, you know, when all the characters are basically, you know, he's made his point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it's okay, but it's still disappointing as something that I really like that it doesn't, uh, that has this kind of spot on it. It reminds me a lot of like David Bowie's career, which like started really good, but then had that, you know, period from 1980 to uh, 1992 or whatever, which is like rough stuff and then ended really good. Yeah. As a teapot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the cover of this um, is, uh, are all of our team members of MX statics, like kind of milling around in a, what is very obviously like a museum or an art gallery, um, and, and dressed relatively nicely while this painting of a, of a woman with her, which is obviously princess Diana, but like with black hair, uh, with her hand coming out of a painting. Um, it's a, it was, it's really weird when I saw this, I was like, I, okay, let's sign me up for some fucking weirdness. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like got very confused as, as, I, as I kept reading. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get into it, we get the, uh, this improvised, backdrop Mm -hmm. of what happened uh to her you know uh this this first person narration from this character henrietta hunter uh instead of princess die um who is both has to be um like a a british kind of like rich person you know upper class british person she has to have an ancestral estate you know for this to work uh but also is a pop star yep um and also is a philanthropist Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know, talking about how, uh, she wanted to make things, uh, you know, better for people less for- fortunate than her, um, et cetera. Um, when she, she gets killed on stage with a microphone and it's like, uh, I found myself in a long, dark tunnel and there's a little page here. I'm like, oh yeah, but you know, princess Di died in a tunnel <laughs> crash of paparazzi. Like, yep. fuck man. Jesus Christ. Really reusing some of his art. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't like. I guess I should have talked to you about before about this before we because I had no clue and I just started reading this and was like, what in the hell is going on? Like, who are these people? Like, what is happening? Um, no, it, it's it's okay because if you were having the experience that anyone would have just getting the comic if they didn't like read the comics journal and shit, mm-hmm. you know, like I just was really involved in you know comics meta, you know, at the time. Yeah. Um, so she goes into her ancestral home, which straight up has like a princess die cameo uh, above the door. Um, very recognizable, mm-hmm. you know, talking about how uh, this is where she was buried. Um, and, uh, she goes to go find a new body to inhabit. Um, and it's a random body. It's not her body, uh, that she finds, but she makes the body look like her via the sound effect. Um, skig. <laughs> skig. <laughs> um, Please no skiggy. <laughs> That's good. I love, I like uh, her setting up when going to da. I think that's a good touch. <laughs> that is good. Um, and we're introduced to our kind of our antagonist for this arc. Uh, these two people who are British, you know, stand-ins for like British government agents. Yeah. You know, supposed to be like old Britain. Uh, and here it's called Europa is the, the country, the fictional country they use. And they do the, you know, they're like, does the president know about this? You know, like they're not saying, you know, does the, the, the queen know about this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as they would, uh, this is Dickie and Reggie, uh, these two people, um, you know, they're talking about how, uh, this, how they're handling the press, like, oh, in our typical customized, you know, civilized European fashion and just gunning everybody down. Yeah. Who knows about it? Um, and 
like including the like morgue person um it's like you know you can't say anything do you understand and then they just shoot them it's like i'll take that as a yes um yeah and then uh, the our reggie and dickie assume that that means that everything is under control uh and that's where we jump over to la to get, start talking about ecstatics um where uh the press is asking mr sensitive about a super secret meeting to europe and, and mr sensitive is like you got to talk to our team leader about that like that's i'm not the leader of the team anymore that's the anarchist um and the anarchist is extremely mad that they have to go and babysit some um dag burned white bread pop star who is mm-hmm. so good she yeah. makes kelly clarkson look like 50 cent I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know uh, enough about the relative qualities of Kelly Clarkson or 50 cent to know who's being insulted in that sentence. I think both of them probably are <laughs> like, yeah. like if he told 50 cent, he was being compared to Kelly Clarkson anyway, he would probably like be like, no man, that's he not cool. Go to Fallujah and shoot you for like a whole game. Yeah, dude. You, you'd have blood in the sand. Bring back Def Jam fighting 50. It's good. It can only be you. <laughs> it can only be you. <laughs> um spike is saying like hey we're we're actually going to go to europe because we found out she's uh you know alive and she's about to be assassinated by her country again um you know this is a mutant rescue mission and professor x is there he's like yeah she's probably a mutant you know she probably has the x gene so we have to save her this is like as i was reading this as again just coming into this completely cold like i've picked this up off the newsstand not knowing any of the meta stuff around it like you're going on a mutant rescue operation for someone who's probably a mutant like professor x you ain't got like magneto's mm-hmm. not doing anything right now <laughs> like, <laughs> like we've got eyes on juggernaut and he, and he is just like making bacon at the house right like you guys don't have <laughs> anything else going on omega red is like at knitting class or something and you guys yeah. have time to <laughs> do this. Red's doing his book club yeah like what omega red brothers cars about um <laughs> yeah this is and again it would make sense if Professor X was insisting they go rescue Princess Die, because Princess Die being a mutant would be like a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can imagine this whole panel with the exact same layout, which is different dialogue, where he's like, Yeah, but this is huge for mutant kind. You know, we we have to do this. Like she's one of the most famous and beloved politicians. Like this will have huge strides. You know, do this, even though you're shallow and fame obsessed, do this for mutants, you know, as a as a personal favor. You know, but as is, it's just weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, they teleport there. They uh, kill all the uh, the killers, mm-hmm. all the gunmen uh, here, and uh, they meet uh, Henrietta uh, here, um, and they kind of you know kind of introduce the team here, um, you know, talking about how they're all mortal, uh, and they they grab uh, Henrietta slash Princess Die, and say like, you know, we got to get out of here. Let's roll uh and they have this fun little thing where she's like just like riding the concord as she's covering up her nudity with a sheet as they teleport out yeah just um, again to like talk about how disjointed this is like introducing these characters in the middle like i just had no like mm-hmm. i was like yeah no and i get like saying that they're all mortal and like they they can't come back to life and all this other stuff except for the case of dead girl like i get what they're doing it just like reading this i'm like what is happening like what am i supposed to be getting yeah. out of this it's really it was a really strange experience today as i was going through this it, it it doesn't make tons of sense. Um, you know, so they, uh, they get there. The team is still upset, like just basically saying like, we don't want to babysit, you know, this is just a zombie pop star. We don't want to uh, babysit her. We don't like her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she's very upset about this. They're not sure exactly why they, you know, they wouldn't like her. 
again, uh, if this was Princess Di, they would maybe not like her because she is way more beloved than they are and famous for being famous in a way that kind of holds up a mirror. Yeah. You know? Um, um, Xavier comes out and says, uh, like, I have definitely, I've done all the tests and Henrietta is definitely a mutant just like the rest of us. Um, but she doesn't know what her powers is, the powers are, unless they're just the power of empathy, which is what she's suggesting. Yeah. Like I, I can understand people's suffering and people's pain. And I can also, also know how to make catchy pop records, which is just a, like, again, if like, if this hadn't been based on something, like if they had actually written this just to be weird, like would be a lot more fun. But as is like, I'm just kind of stuck in between what these two things are, which uh, yeah. Re- knowing the backstory yeah. of this is blowing my mind, Gary. Like it's like reading this <laughs> all over again. <laughs> the uh you know the idea of princess die having the power of empathy is funny you know as somebody who uh did a lot of you know very very uh you know somebody who is the opposite of charity should be done in private Mm -hmm. you know um so she goes on lacuna and the stars of course uh called the most photographed woman in the world Uh, again another little hint as to who this really is um, and the unfortunate thing is the president, uh, or these, these two British guys have been watching it, yes. uh, watching her go on this, uh, the show. And it's like, she's back. She's a mutant. She's on a chat show tour of America. We have to kill her. Yep. They, have, they actually have to finish the job that they started. Um, in LA, she's like out to eat at a, like a swanky restaurant with Spike when one of the waiters busts open a gun and tries to shoot her. But Dupe swoops in to save him, uh, save her, and then eats the guy that tried to kill her right in front of her, yep. which is very funny. <laughs> like, yeah, very good. Um, you know, and they're they're covering all of uh, all of her stuff. You know, basically saying like, you know, this is uh, there's been an attempt on her life. You know, she was wearing a sensational gown by J Lo's favorite designer Marco. Like, basically, just you know, the fame cycle is going absolutely wild with this, and Spike recruits her. Uh, basically says, hey, hey, people who want to kill her, she's under X-Dax protection. She's officially part of the team, and I own the team. They do what I say. Yeah, which obviously pisses um, off we, the, the team when they see this on the news, to the point that Venus de Milo teleports him in midair and is threatening to drop him on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they basically say, uh, you know, he's going to kill him, and he says, you know, no, you should consider this. Her Q rating is off the charts. Um, since we're the most of celebrity obsessed manipulators of fame, fortune, and media, a little pop star can teach us a thing or two. Um, you know, she's going to be, uh, we can learn from her, her way of doing things. Um, and they're, they're skeptical of this. Yes. Like they don't, um, they don't really believe that at all. Um, yeah. we go over to Europa where, uh, Reggie has stripped off all of his clothing and armed himself. He's got guns on both ankles. He's got two guns in his hand. He's got like a, can't remember what those straps are called that go the ammo strap going across your bandolier bandolier thank you um he's got one of those on but he's also like naked except for his underwear um whereas dickie is like completely just dressed like a normal british dude british dude and he he's just like you know our assassin failed that settles it i'll do it myself uh which is you know just a funny little comedy scene Mm -hmm. uh just being i have no idea you wore tartan underpants I'm a man of many surprises. For instance, I am a highly trained, highly efficient killer, uh, you know, who is pushing 80. Um, they basically, uh, you know, they're saying like, why would we kill her? And they puts, she puts on uh, the TV and she's going to spill, you know, she says before I was murdered, some high ranking members of Europe's establishment tried to stop me from doing my good work. They offered me money. They threatened me. Some propositioned me when I was only 15 and I'll be naming names on my next talk with Ricky Lake. 
Uh, you know, so she's basically going to spill the beans. I love the the line in uh, response, like, "Wow, Henrietta and Ricky Lake, two celebrities back from the dead on one show." Like, <laughs> Ricky Lake is such a hugely like weird specific time. Like, I can remember like exactly when that happened. Like when Ricky Lake became a thing, and people like you couldn't watch a stand up routine without someone dropping a Ricky Lake joke for some reason. Like it was mm-hmm. just it was just a really weird time in, in pop culture. My mom loved Ricky Lake. Oh, seriously. <laughs> yeah (laughs) like that was on all the time at my house um absolutely adored ricky lake um so you know they're they're trying you know they're saying like hey we have to fire fight fire with fire we have to assemble assemble a team uh and spike freeman shows up and says like you know i've got a team for you like spike freeman you know i read about you in the financial times you're a cross between bill gates and satan uh and he goes bill gates is a cross between bill gates and satan you know, Ricky Lake um, is basically, uh, just, just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I did this, but I had to look up Ricky Lake yeah. Twitter and, uh, just in the last three weeks, she has two tweets about Bitcoin. So if you, oh, <laughs> I, I was, I was fully expected like Trumpism from Ricky Lake. Like yeah, that's what I was Anon almost Bullshit. guaranteed to have. Yeah. And then like, no, it's, it's, it's fucking yeah. Bitcoin. <laughs> like, oh, there's another yeah, one. My new crypto Ricky Lake coin. November 18th, yeah. November 20th. Like this is fucking wild. <laughs> i had no idea anyway that's really weird yeah yeah back to the podcast i'm closing ricky lake's twitter (laughs) (laughs) okay uh but basically like what he's doing he's he's showing these uh these show reels we're doing a classic ecstatics uh team introduction Mm -hmm. through a sizzle reel um and he the reason why he's doing this is because he wants the rights um you know he's basically saying like i'm going to give you this team to fight my team because i want the entertainment rights because that's what this is all about and uh we're introduced to the Euro Trash. I love the Euro Trash uh, as a team name. That's so good. The Euro Trash are really good. Uh we got Ms. Tree, um, who was another tree lady. Uh we got the Wall, who was uh this like preeminent leftist thinker with the Berlin Wall fell on him and he became part of it. <laughs> uh which I like a lot. Dude, too. It's so weird. Yeah. The wall is super good. Um, and then we have Surrender Monkey. Um, this is a very early 2000s joke. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the French character. Uh, just to blow your mind a little bit, uh, this character comes back. <laughs> of all of them, this character coming back is, mm-hmm. is the weirdest for me. I'll be honest with you because, like, it's extremely why? weird. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, Oxford Blue, who is like a mix between Hugh Grant and the thing. Uh, and then Blind Ali, who is basically Daredevil. Yes. And and even uh, yeah. these people are like, uh, these like seem like crude stereotypes. It's like, yeah, that's how American works. That's how American culture works. Yeah. Like we got to play to our audience. Yeah. Um, and basically, you know, it says, I, I want the rights, sign the contract. Where will the fight uh, take place? And we cut to New York um, where Ecstatics is opening up the new Ecstatics mega store. Uh, and they, uh, you know, as they're doing this, they're talking about, um, you know, we have to give it, uh, Henrietta's like, we have to give it something to our fans. This is our work. We have to wave and smile uh, as they're sitting in the limo. And somebody notices this. It's Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, also just really like the fact that she's like, wave like this. And like showing the girls how to wave, like with the, with the cupped hand, the beauty pageant kind of wave. Mm-hmm. And all of the guys are like, yeah. just fuck off. Like, I don't like this. Yeah. Nobody likes this. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody hates this shit. <clears throat> But yeah, Peter Parker uh, is out in his skivvies taking pictures for the bugle. I've obviously this like, you know, media event, which would make sense. Um, as they're 
is the team is walking the red carpet and um Mr. Sensitive is telling him telling Henrietta like hey this you're treating this like it's all some like fun and game but it's not all just like celebrity glitz and glamour like this we we risk our lives to do this and we we do we like that's why they give us all of this is because we risk our lives to save them like at any moment like I know it hasn't happened in a couple of days but at any moment like some crazy shit could pop off and we could all be dead which is right when crazy shit starts to pop off and they almost get dead yeah yeah the wall comes and grabs her mm-hmm. and attacks her um and basically you know again i like this little superhero bit where they're like maybe we should just let her go <laughs> uh, you know it's, it's like the superhero team is just like let's you know she can just die we can just I, not save her you know <laughs> um specifically el guapo is like you know do us all a favor i'm supposed to be the new recruit and she's getting all the attention uh and miles is like maybe you should come out as gay uh <laughs> which I think is very funny um you know do you think it would help well it's worth a shot um and they're just sitting around debating whether she you know, should save her like mr sensitive is like come on tyke she's defenseless and anarchist is like defenseless she can hit the sob with her empathy perfect um so the, the team isn't doing anything but in comes spider-man yep uh to save the day during our, our crossover here um um and th- this inspires yeah. anarchist to to actually come in and help because not because he actually wants to help or save her in any way. He just doesn't want Spider-Man to steal their limelight. He doesn't want the, he doesn't want all the fame to go to him. So that's when he calls the team into action to go save Henrietta. Yeah. I love uh, all the, the talk about Spider-Man. Like oh, he's really runty in real life, isn't he? And the way he's drawn is really like small bees. It's real diminutive. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I like them trying to, or them having this like thing, this concern, like, well, I guess it is New York. That's his zone. It was always possible. Yeah. You know, he'd pop up. Just feel it a few years later, so, they would have had to be dealing with the uh, the runaways popping up all over all over town. <laughs> that's one hundred percent true. Um, yeah, that's the end of the issue. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we'll be talking about this weird mess of an arc. Yes, uh, and we'll be continuing that in a couple days. If you got here from the Crown Facebook page, welcome. We appreciate you listening, tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. If you came here from Hatter HatterFans.net. Mm. You know, we're not sorry. We will take your money, but we will not listen to your views. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we will not have a beer with you. We will not have a beer with you. Or a pint, even. No. Um, but thank you. A pint. We're not going to the pub with you. Yeah, absolutely. Pandemic times. Can't be going to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> Patreon.com slash TV is the place to go to support us directly. Um, you can also leave ratings, uh, reviews on various podcast services. And um, that's really about it. So, yeah. Thank you to everybody who's done that. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, uh, uh, until next time, take care. Bye, everybody.